coming to you from the Spirit Lounge. I'm your host, Lily. With me is my co-host, Vanessa, and this is the Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Welcome back to the Spirit Lounge, everyone, for another happy hour. Welcome, welcome. Another Friday happy hour. Back to Friday. Yay. I am feeling better, which is good. Finally. My voice is still a little bit off, but... Did your voice coach come over and help you out? (laughs) (laughs) Mariah. Coached me how to... How to soothe the vocal cords. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of honey and tea and staying away from from from, fa- from fans. <laughs> and that tree specifically. Yes. Yeah. I had to go out there and clear out all of that pollen. Jeez. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what, what it is. I don't know what it was, but I'm feeling better. Well, that's good. Yeah. Congratulations. It's about time. <laughs> I was just dying right now because Lily had her. <laughs> oh my gosh. Her spicy Cheetos. So we're getting ready to record, of course, getting the drinks and I'm I'm in the pantry and she's like, oh, if you're getting snacks, I want some. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll look what we have. So I pulled out a bag of, of popcorn, which is really good. It's a street corn popcorn. Super good. S- super yum. And so I, I, I throw that at her. I'm like, oh, here, try this. This is good. And then for me, though, <laughs> I pulled out a bag of the, let me, let me read what it is. It's the uh, Flamin' Hot Sweet Carolina Reaper Cheetos. These are actually one of my new favorites because we've talked about on the show before where I love the Flamin' Hot. Right. You like super spicy. Yes. And we've talked about like, I can't handle that. Yes. <laughs> and so I didn't offer her any of these because I know how she is. So I didn't even say anything. <laughs> Grab our, our goods. Come, come down to the studio studio and just figuring out what's going on and then she comes over (laughs) grabs a cheeto like out of the corner of my eye i see it and i go you're gonna die and she's like what why and it's already in her mouth though i see her eyes just like blow up i could be like a looney tunes character or something my eyes would have popped out and i have fire and the smoke (laughs) yeah so I didn't read that it was Carolina Reaper. I mean, I just saw the Did black you think bag. They were, oh, you, so you still thought they were the spicy Cheetos. Spicy. Yeah. Like, I knew it was going to be hot, but, yeah. you know, I, I can still handle it. Right. So here I am downing <laughs> the water that I have. I can't stop. She legit was chugging her whole bottle of water. Then, since that, I was empty there. I started chugging our actual drink drink for the episode, which we'll tell you about in a little bit. But I'm like, if I'm downing this al- alcoholic ice beverage... This is hot. <laughs> Mind you, this was like 20, 30 minutes ago already. And she's like, I still feel it. I'm still dying. She was like coughing before I started recording. I'm like, we're, we're, we're going. So let's quit it. But you're like, the show must go on. <laughs> so lesson learned. Lesson learned. Read the bag first. Read the bag. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. Oh, fun news. What's your fun news? Fun news to announce. We are now a member of the BooPod Network. Woo! Yeah, the BooPod Network is a network of podcasts. Some great people. Yeah, some really great, great shows that uh, we actually listen to. Mm-hmm. And so we got invited to join and, of course, said, yeah. 
Of and course, we're not going to pass that up. Yeah, so pretty exciting. Excited yeah. and thankful that they were able absolutely. to invite us. Absolutely, 100%. So shout out to all the rest of you Woo! podcasts in the Boopod Network. Woo, thank you. Yep, woo. Um, Today was my last day of school. That's right. Yes. I'm jealous. Although it was a bittersweet. This was a really great group of kids that I had yeah. this year. Honestly, yeah. I, this was the first time I actually had a lot of kids crying. Oh, oh, that's sad. They were sad. genuinely crying. Oh. So that made me, of course, tear up. I have never I was really cried sad. at the last day of school. <laughs> like never in my whole entire life. Well, they were sad because they were like, can we have you next year? And I was yeah. like, that'd be awesome. But you guys have to go to fourth grade. So I'm like, oh, it was that really cute. Sad. It was really cute, though. I Aww. really like these kids. But Do you know any of the kids coming into your new class? Mm, I, I know a few, yeah, but not a whole lot. So, well, that's August's problem. Yeah, pretty much. So right now, let's just focus Must on. Must be nice. <laughs> what are you going to be doing now? Well, obviously focusing on our show. But then my usual is pretty much I, I like working in the yard and yeah. doing all that jazz. Yeah. We are going to be renovating our bedroom that was our oh, big that'll be nice yeah that was our big savings that we we're trying to save up for mm-hmm. for the summer so we've been saving up since probably last summer wow so every every cash we could get our hands yeah. on we'd put it under the bed <laughs> you know de- depression <laughs> style <laughs> don't trust bangs <laughs> oh no but we would save it just you know we would yeah. try to forget about right. that cash and right. stuff like that so now it's finally happening so pretty I feel excited like we we kind of do the same thing which is funny yeah you would think that putting it in an account would kind of like help <laughs> you would but think. it's like i feel like if i put it into an account yeah. i use it me too and so same, same. we just kind of create stashes around uh, the house do, i put it in like sock drawers and which I'll, clearly yeah. i mean isn't safe if we're no. ever to get robbed no true now that we're telling our secrets <laughs> right. but now we need to get rid of it <laughs> hurry put it somewhere else <laughs> no but i mean it's if it's like an immediate yeah. thing that you have to save up for right. like i don't want to put it in my account like right. if i'm saving up for a concert or yeah. whatever which yeah. we do a lot we right. love concerts so mm-hmm. i like to just put the stashes somewhere right right <laughs> depression style again that'll be nice though at least that'll give you something to do kind of yeah. look forward to yeah it's I, always nice whenever like you redo a room right. even like just moving it around mm-hmm. all of a sudden you walk into it and you're like oh i want to be totally. in this room totally i always love little projects yeah. and things so you know i'm i'm happy to be doing that that's cool that's yeah. good so anywho yeah so what do we have going on for today's episode? I know today's is actually a fun one. We're doing it in a little bit of a different style. Yes. Kind of done this format before mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we'll explain to you in a moment. But today we have our haunted objects list. Yes. We'll share mm-hmm. a few of our favorite objects that have some interesting and eerie backstories. These will really get your heart pounding and your mind racing. So, so sit back, get comfortable and pull up a drink but before we get into it though let's talk about today's drink feature today we have a gin basil smash so i've never had a gin basil smash i haven't either seen it everywhere yeah always see it right never had it though yeah so did you know this gin variation was invented in 2008 by a man named george meyer Owner of the Germany bar, Bar de Lion, probably Bar de Lion, could be Bar de Lion, <laughs> who posted the recipe on his website. 
It became an international success and it's now made all over the world. So that's crazy because it is a really popular drink. I know. It's pretty wild. Good for him, though. Yes. (laughs) For this refreshing drink, you'll need some basil leaves, gin, lemon juice, and simple syrup. So it looks really refreshing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the picture that you took, it emphasizes that a lot. Right. Right. And do you want to talk about what specific gin we use? Oh, it was the uh, the River Rose. Right. Yeah. I've never had that one. That one is a local gin Mm -hmm. from the distillery right here in town, here on the Claire. Right. So... I'm excited to try that, too. I know. They always have really good beverages. They do. They do. And I haven't been to the distillery in a while, honestly. Yeah, I haven't either. But they have the greatest drinks. And I love it in the summer, especially Mm -hmm. because you can sit out in like Mm -hmm. their little patio area. Great view. Great view. Awesome drinks of things that like you would never have before. Like I think that I had a drink there a couple of summers ago Mm -hmm. where... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know how some drinks use like egg whites? Oh, yeah. That was the very first time I ever yeah. had a drink with an egg white in it. Yep. I, I've seen it before other places. Yes. And I'm like, oh, that's gross. Why would right. I want to drink I with an egg white? I was scared of that previously. I'm like, what? Why would I want right. to drink egg? But it was good. <laughs> yeah. It was really good. Yeah. So awesome it, drinks yeah. at the distillery. Yep. If, if anyone ever gets a chance to stop by, definitely recommend it. Mississippi River mm-hmm. Distilling Company. I guess let's bottoms I, up. You've already been chugging it because of only the, because the of Cheetos. the hot, the spicy dying Cheeto. So I'm going to try it here. I'm excited to see what your thoughts are. I like how it actually kind of got a little tint of, of green. Yeah. Did you like muddle yes. the, the basil? Yeah. Okay. You're supposed to. Yeah. I'm excited for you to try this one. Lily's downing it. Mm-hmm. Thinking about it pondering it that's really good really you like it i taste um like the first thing that hit yeah. was the basil and the the lemon juice okay super super refreshing it's funny because it was almost kind of like weird to say but like a lemonade type of yep. drink yeah that's true and i guess i didn't really think about that good. one yeah I like it. Good. I like this a lot. And it's super just refreshing, like on a hot mm-hmm. summer day. You wouldn't think so, but mm-hmm. it is. I like it. I'm a fan of basil anyways. Oh, are you? I didn't I know am. that. I do like foods, recipes with basil. I actually thought you hated it. So no. I didn't want to tell you at first. What it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, yeah, I didn't know what drink you were doing until I saw it. Yeah. I was like, what is that? Yeah. But yeah, this is a good one. Oh, cool. I'm glad uh rating how many basil leaves are you basil giving leaves? it <laughs> how many flaming hot cheetos oh, are you giving it Eesh. so out of five mm-hmm. i would do i would do a four good yeah i would do a four this one's this one's good yep i can definitely see like and this is what i would love mm-hmm. i don't have time to do this anymore <laughs> but i would love to just sit outside on your patio on the patio yep. on like a warm like evening just like sipping this with not a care in the world. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that'd so be perfect. You, you mean you don't want a toddler screaming <laughs> in the background, right? <laughs> that would kind of kill the vibe, I think. <laughs> so probably not. I <laughs> but love it. Yes. Good, good pick. Woohoo. Good pick. Yes. What, what's your rating? I would say the same. Yeah. But okay. also, too, it's super simple. It's I saw so you kind of making them. Yeah. yeah. 
And the thing is, um, I also have a basil plant at home. Mm -hmm. So I really love all these herbs anyway. The herb situation is Mm -hmm. amazing. I love it. So this was really easy for me to just pick some stuff. Yes. We had a lot of these ingredients laying around anyway. So... Yeah, so it really wasn't anything difficult, like nothing uh -uh. crazy that you had to go and search for. Right. Yeah, super easy drink. I think that once you make it the first time, you'll get a feel of what you like. Yes. And then it's just super quick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. It's super good. So now that we have our drink, let's get into some haunted objects. Let's do. This is exciting. It is very exciting. It was actually fun to kind of go through and... Uh, read about all yeah. these different objects that there are out there. Because there's a lot. You just couldn't make one list. Yes. It has to be like several lists. I know. I know. It really does. Yeah. Like we had to kind of just select. Tone it down. A couple that we <laughs> saw. But then it kind of got me wondering mm-hmm. even like. So as I was going through and just making my list. Mm-hmm. I'm like this whole topic in general. Yeah. is It's weird because. I think I think it's either you either you or my wife said this one Mm -hmm. time that antique stores, estate sales, yard sales, uh, it's it's kind of like a little should you buy this type deal? Is it haunted? I think it might have been me because I was really big on, you know, going to get tchotchkes and whatnot. Yeah. And ever since we started (laughs) podcasting, honestly, like I really, once we started doing yeah. our research and everything, yeah. I'm like, wait a second. So it spooked you? Uh, yeah. I mean, this is questionable. Yeah. I'm like, I don't go antiquing anymore. I don't Are actually. Are you serious? Yeah, I've stopped. I actually do recall once. Oh, you know. Yeah. There was a group here, local group, a team or that went out. Yeah. Wasn't it to an antique store or something like that? Um, I want to say it was I a think paranormal it was a, group. A random shop yeah. over here on the Illinois side. Right. And I think they were just going to investigate because I, I think the shop is known to have some activity happening. Yeah. And so the group included a medium, like mm-hmm. a paranormal medium. And it was Facebook Live. It was. I remember that one. Yeah. I remember that one. So, and this is kind of where it, where this kind of, this whole topic gets me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, not everything is haunted. Right. Right. No, totally. So, my question is kind of like, how do you... Where do you draw the line? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like with you, like you just completely like, don't I'm go done. anymore. No, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx it. Me. I'm just kind of like, well, we'll see what happens. If this <laughs> looks cool, I'm taking it. But, you know, I feel like when you really think about it, though, and, you know, put everything into perspective. Yeah. The reality of it is, is it's probably not. Right. right. Because, I mean, the stories that you do end up hearing are like. The Annabelles, you know, or, you know, the other things that that's out there that that are super well known. Mm -hmm. And realistically, it seems like there's a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But for how much stuff there is out in the world, (laughs) it's really not. It's really not. Right. So, yeah, it was like you, me and a friend of ours on this Facebook live, though. We were like messaging each other. Yeah. And we were just watching this all happen so she kept going to different aisles of the store though it was really cool i think they need to do that again Mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. think more teams need to do that i mean it was just amazing i agree you learn a lot from that she would go up to particular objects 
and tell you what that object was like the energy of that mm-hmm. object mm-hmm. which i believe that mm-hmm. i believe 100 percent that everything every, well everything number one is made up of energy right right you know so it's interesting to think about the different imprints that these different artifacts mm-hmm. do have so right. i remember one distinctly was she picked up a hammer oh that's you right i remember that, that yeah and she started talking about there was a spirit of a man attached to this hammer mm-hmm. more or less along the lines saying that yeah there is this attachment to the item mm-hmm. but it's nothing nothing crazy right. it's it's right oh well you know yeah. like it's nothing that's it's just a vibe like if i was to go buy the hammer right. like nothing right would no, obviously totally. happen yeah but it's just that yeah this right. particular piece did have an attachment which was crazy to think about right totally absolutely so, super interesting like this this whole idea mm-hmm. of just haunted objects or yes. even cursed objects right really right i love the topic though i mean yeah so i've stopped antiquing yes. <laughs> but doesn't mean that i don't love the topic right. i love the concept of just objects having the vibe yes. of the previous owner uh-huh. you know uh-huh. i love that and right. i sometimes it gets me to think you know what would what would my objects yeah which objects you know, after I'm gone, That's, that is crazy. Which objects of mine would have my vibes? You know what I mean? What it's do you like, think it would be? Gosh, I don't know. Wow, I, I really have to think about it. I'm absolutely in love with coffee, so oh, and even my students uh-huh, know that. Uh-huh. So <laughs> they draw me pictures of coffee. So maybe like a mug. It could be. I don't know. Like honestly, I got so many tumblers this year, which I will absolutely mm-hmm, adore. Mm-hmm. I mean, very personalized tum- tumblers, yes. but. It's like they know. They right. know that that's my symbol, I yes. guess, now, so to speak. So I wonder, like, maybe my accoutrements. Like, I have, like, assortments of little things right. with coffee stuff. Like, espressos. I have, like, a little whipper. I have, like, honestly, I could be my own cafe. Like, let's just, at this point, probably, most likely. I don't know what, what about mine, you? I don't know what mine would be. That's a hard I really, question, I really honestly. don't. I'm like, trying to think. You really have to sit and think about what is it that you really are attached to or what is it that you use the most you know that's that's hard that is it's very difficult because initially Mm -hmm. initially my mind went to all of my collectibles that i have yeah but realistically it's not like i'm i'm there with them all the time so you mean you're not playing with them or sitting there (laughs) or staring at them or talking to them (laughs) so realistically it wouldn't be that okay even though that's one of the things that you cherish that that i cherish that means a lot to me it would probably be something dumb like Cheetos. Well, mine's dumb. The coffee crap. You know, I mean, it's like, like but it's like we're, uh, it's we're really, something that you are. Yeah. Like, what is it that's what's your symbol yeah. essentially is what it is. Yeah. You know, like Superman logo. Right. Yours is the Cheeto logo. Right. Mine's a coffee. I mean, you know, who knows? <laughs> that's really the question out there. Now you're going to get me thinking, like, what is it? What would my what would haunted be? object like, be? I really like think that. about that. What would listeners out there? What mm-hmm. would your what would have most of your vibes? Yes. You know, that's really the question. And we don't really think about that. Right. You don't. You know, you that don't. I just sometimes I just sit there. I'm like, what would I mean? You're going to have me thinking about the know, rest right? of the show <laughs> until I think of something. Maybe maybe in the end you'll finally figure it out. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll keep you updated. <laughs> so uh, to start off the list, though, this is an interesting one. Also has a little bit of a cliffhanger to it, though. So. 
long before they were famed ghost hunters investigating the Amityville horror and featured in films like The Conjuring, Ed and Lorraine Warren had a much different hobby. Painting. What? Yeah. I never knew that. So according to a Travel Channel article about the pair, they would research houses they believed to be haunted, then drive to the house. An amateur artist with a passion for painting, Ed would paint the house and give the painting to Lorraine. She would knock on the door and offer the homeowners the painting as their ticket into the house. So once she struck up a conversation with the homeowner, they would learn more about the property and the hauntings. This process was how their investigative career began. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's great marketing. Right? <laughs> like, oh my. Wow, they had it down pat. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So according to the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and Occult, one specific piece of artwork painted by Ed called Winter Farm Homestead is supposedly haunted. Whoa. Interestingly, though, they don't give any details about it, other than to say that this specific painting has more of a dark and drab tone than all the others. Hmm. Obviously, it's more of like a, they kind of want to tell you themselves mm-hmm. what, what the specific hauntings are. Yeah. But that one just really drew me. I know it doesn't give any specifics, but super interesting because mm-hmm. of the fact that Number one, it has to do with the Warrens. Of course. I mean, anything about the Warrens usually like draws me in. Right. I mean, I know there's like and a all big, their oddities. Yeah. There's yeah. like a big controversy, obviously, right. between uh, the Warrens and just what they did. Mm-hmm. But regardless, there's still a big draw with them. Totally. And so I saw this and I was like, oh, I, I have to add it to the list. Of course. Like, yeah. I hope to kind of research a little bit more and find mm-hmm. out exactly what it is. Cause like I racked my brain with this one. Like I spent hours trying to, to mm-hmm. find more information about it and I couldn't. Wow. So yeah. So all I found was it's, it's this specific painting, very unassuming. Cause mm-hmm. I saw it, mm-hmm. but I'm like, wow, that's, that's interesting. I believe it. I believe yeah. it 100%. Right. But I kind of want to know why more. Like, yeah. yeah. Why and what? Why this specifically? Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Well, Lily, speaking of artwork, my next one on the list mm-hmm. is called The Curse of the Crying Boy Painting. Ooh, another painting. I know. We're on the, <laughs> we're on the theme here. So it says the painting depicts an innocent little child with tears falling from his eyes. I think I've seen this one. Really? I think I've seen this one. Yep. And you wouldn't think this would be scary or anything. Right. Because actually that's kind of sad. I'm like, oh, that is, that is really sad. It says at first it may seem that the painter had the idea to paint an image of a crying child for food or water. So I'm like, first I'm like, yikes, that, that alone. I'm like, that's so sad. It's like that Charles Dickens. Oh yeah, that's true. Can I have some more please? <laughs> Please, sir. I'm wondering if this was like maybe, I don't know, what was he painting? Maybe back then something, you know, maybe mm, he was homeless or something. I had don't know. To have been. Like I'm picturing, well, now that I'm on the Charles Dickens, I'm yeah. picturing like English time little boy with like a little, little paper boy. newsboy hat. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting there on a stoop crying. I know. Like, That's so sad. Why would you do that? Aww. Well, why would you want this? Mm-hmm. Why would you buy it? That's mm-hmm. so sad. Anyway, it says, it is said that who soever keeps the painting in their home the crying child brings destruction 
Why would that be? That's crazy. Not just that. It also said that the painting has taken more than a thousand lives. Jeez. Well, so, okay, first, I'm assuming this painting is like mass produced. Well, yes, it is. (laughs) So a bunch of different people bought the painting. Right. Right. And these people, some of these people died. Well, no one knows when the painting was painted, but some say that more than 50,000 copies were sold when the painting first came to the market. So they don't know when it was painted. Do they know who painted it? Apparently, some painter named Giovanni Bricolin. Uh, okay. Um, He was an Italian painter. And apparently his pen name was Bruno Amarillo. It was widely distributed from the 1950s onward. Oh, okay. On September 5th, 1985, the British tabloid newspaper The Sun reported that an Essex firefighter claimed that undamaged copies of the painting were frequently found amidst the ruins of burned houses. Oh my god! I know. That's wild. And then by the end of November, belief in the painting's curse was widespread enough that the sun was organizing mass bonfires of the paintings and that was sent in by readers. Wow. That's wild. So can I interest you in a painting? Uh, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. So see, and that's, I wonder why, like the same thing. Like, I know. So I'm about to go antiquing (laughs) and then I find these really cool paintings, either of a crying boy or a house Mm -hmm, painted mm by, you know, the Warrens. And I don't know about it. Right. And I'm like, initially you would just think, oh, this is something cool. This is art. I love it. And then I bring it to my house. It's like, who knows? (laughs) For real. You know what I did see though? Apparently there's also crying girls. So obviously this was a thing. Yeah. Why would you want? (laughs) It's kind of like the precious moments, though. (gasps) Oh, that's true. You know, like somehow there's like this fascination with sadness. And the little kids like that with the big eyes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember that. I remember thinking that when we were little, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love these doll type figurines they were were cute cute. they were cute but it was so sad yeah and like like, they had a sadness yeah i was looked at it i'm like oh yes i felt bad for them (laughs) exactly like oh i need to hug them and love them as a kid you're just like that i know it's so weird that is the oddest so i mean i wonder if that's if that was the thing with this painting like people just had this emotional connection to it that's true that's true yeah, so interesting. If you see this out there, don't buy it. Gosh, <laughs> all right. Don't buy any kid paintings. I guess on on that note, don't buy any mirrors either. For sure. So next on the list, we have the Bella Lugosi mirror. So I picked this one because I'm a huge monster movie fan love all those classic hollywood monster movies the mirror owned by bella lugosi who played dracula in the classic 1931 film is said to be haunted Hmm. lugosi was known to be a fanatic of the occult according to legend he was obsessed with practicing a form of clairvoyance which would involve him staring into inanimate objects to try to conjure messages from spirits. One such object reportedly used by the actor for such practice was a mirror, Mm. 
which hung in Lugosi's Hollywood Hills home. Okay. I mean. That's spooky. <laughs> that's a little odd. I mean, he was Dracula. Right. Maybe he took it a little too far. Well, and, and that's like another thing. Like maybe he did. I mean, okay. So I'll get into it a You're little like, bit more. Speaking of that. Right. So <laughs> a Hollywood memorabilia collector acquired the mirror after Lugosi's death. The collector claimed strange things happened after acquiring the mirror. For example, he would hear strange noises coming from it, and the reflection of a figure in the mirror would sometimes change from his reflection to that of a man with a cape and a hat. Oh my gosh. Some would say resembling Lugosi's iconic portrayal of Count Dracula. What? That's wild. So in 1982, Frank Salitri, a former owner of Lugosi's Hollywood Hills home and of the mirror, mm-hmm. was brutally murdered. Okay. Oh, wow. So the mirror yeah. was close at hand at that time, and it's believed to have witnessed the crime, absorbing the dark um, energy of okay. that moment. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm understanding now. I'm getting this. <laughs> It's making sense. It's, it's unraveling. Coming, it's coming together. <laughs> Salitri's niece inherited the mirror, but eventually grew so unnerved by the mirror's alleged haunting that she donated it to a museum. She believes the mirror has something negative attached to it and goes on to say that a family member had seen a hand reaching out of the mirror and felt teeth marks against their neck. As a shadowy figure appeared in the mirror. I'd be like, I'm done. We're done here. That to me is just crazy because. Okay. So unfortunately for visitors to the museum that now has it, Mm -hmm. the mirror's reflection of a black shadow has made some museum goers obviously feel uncomfortable. Oh, geez. People believe Lugosi's spirit may be trapped within it forever bound. Oh, wow. When people stared into the mirror. They would either collapse or have seizures. Oh, my gosh. That's too much. So <laughs> I think he took method acting. And a that's little exactly what far. I was going to say. It's like that's obviously been happening for ages Holy now. Holy cow. I mean, this was 30s. He really turned into this. Like he was about it. Yes. He was really about it. Maybe that's why he was so good. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's usually all those method actors that are right. really good, but stuff, unfortunately, ends up cookie. happening. Right? Yeah. Gosh. But I mean, that one to me is just so crazy. Crazy story. Oh, my gosh. I, again, be weary of mirrors from... Definitely. Antiquing. I've always heard that, honestly. There's something with mirrors, yeah. I, I I believe. like Totally true. I know it's in different kind of cultures, mm-hmm. different types of mm-hmm. folklore, where it's always something with the mirror, where people do believe, I've heard, right. of like spirits getting stuck in mm-hmm. mirrors, or even mirrors being portals. Yeah, I've definitely heard of that. I, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that or not. Eh. I'm like, eh, I don't want to risk it. <laughs> we will talk more mirrors yeah. in, a, in a bit. Uh, next up, we have the Amityville Horror Plank. Have mm, you ever heard of this one? I have not. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear I'm about glad. it. <laughs> so collected during renovations, 
the seemingly innocent piece of wood comes from the house made famous in the book and film adaptation of the Amityville Horror. In 1974, Ronald DeFeo murdered his parents and four siblings at 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville, New York. Nearly two years later, the Lutz family fled the home just 28 days after moving in, claiming it was haunted by demonic forces. So we, mm-hmm. we know the story. Mm-hmm. We're very familiar. Mm-hmm. The tale of green slime dripping from walls, demonic creatures lurking in the night, and human levitation became stuff of supernatural legend. It appears that the plank has picked up residual energy from the 1974 murders. Which I absolutely believe. Oh, yeah. Like, why wouldn't it? Totally. And then also included in this exhibit, where it is, at the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and Occult. Oh, they have that? They totally have it. They also have, though, get this, Mm -hmm. George Lutz's wristwatch and funeral card. Oh, wow. That would be so cool to go see honestly okay see that's where that's where i would draw the line and not buy stuff <laughs> okay so this is where you're if, gonna be like okay hey i don't want this okay piece. hey this was used <laughs> this this plank of wood comes from the amityville house okay i think it's haunted oh my gosh i would say it's haunted but that's so. super wild though yeah i can't believe well i mean i can I right can, I can right totally it. but it's like how do you get this piece you know this is an amazing piece so honestly if you're a collector of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. haunted objects, this would be so great to have. That is though. cool. That is cool. So they were doing renovations, and this piece came from there. Yeah, but it's like, who the heck is gonna grab it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. if if you're of the unknown, you don't know any of this mm-hmm, stuff. Like, who mm-hmm, the heck would mm-hmm. grab it? And then all of a sudden, it's well, running realistically, around. Realistically, everybody knows about. Well, that's the true. Amityville House. True. True. There had to have been. You think at the time, though, it was, I guess it would have been a big deal. Yes. I guess. Yes. At the time. Like, I mean, this was like in the 70s. Right. You know, I it, guess it word became spread. like a huge, again, like media sensation. True. Okay. I see what it you're saying. It was all over. It was everywhere. Right. Good point. So yeah. they, they had, I feel like. This was probably not the only thing pulled from the house during those renovations. Oh, definitely. And they did it maybe not knowing that it was haunted. They did it maybe more of like, hey, this has got to be worth something. This comes from the Amityville house. Mm, I'm sure we can get some money from this. Mm -hmm. And then... I mean, I'm just making this up. But yeah, then, right. Totally. Like, and then I'm um, speculating. And then all of a sudden come to find out, oh, I think it's haunted because all this stuff is happening. Yeah. Or maybe they figured it out yeah. a little too late. Right. And they're like, oh, yikes. Right. Shouldn't have done that. So who knows? <laughs> but I think this is really cool, though. I love this that. This is amazing. That's a cool one. I think right now, though, is a good time to kind of take a short break. So when we come back, we'll have more haunted objects. So let's just take a pause here for a moment and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the show. So today we're talking about 
haunted objects. Fascinating topic, I think. Love it. Incredible to think about how so much energy could just res- imprint yeah, itself exactly on objects like that. Mm-hmm. Because it's like how? Right. Very, very weird. Very interesting. But uh, what's next on the list? Well, next we have the Idol of Nightmares. Have you heard of this Never one? heard of it. I was just about to say, I've never heard of this. Okay. So let me enlighten you a little bit. All right. So after a man finds a mysterious burlap bound statue hidden in his home's crawl space. That's already creepy. I know. I mean why so i don't know i have all these questions but it's like let's move on (laughs) a true tale of horrible nightmares voodoo curses and angry ghosts is set in motion like i mean okay so crawl space (laughs) it's like what are you doing Uh, why are you going in there (laughs) or why finally now (laughs) right what what possessed you to go there let me go into the crawl space and see what i find (laughs) and then pull out this burlap bound statue (laughs) i would not touch that i would not touch it because i i would just be concerned not even that it's haunted Mm -hmm. but okay so hauntedness aside okay okay so i i know that you know a lot of people are like oh haunted how do you know how do you know if it's haunted how do you believe like it might be a hack whatever it is but i think something that's a little bit more i guess i'm gonna say realistic is kind of like voodoo or hoodoo type of stuff okay i see where that's where my mind would immediately go and I'm like, if I touch this, I'm cursed for You're life. Like, Enchanted. Right. I'm done. Right. Witchery. Done. Like, <laughs> that's it. Good point. I never thought about so it that I way. Never would, I never would have touched it. Good point. Well, he did. <laughs> Fun fact, he did. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, many have reported having terrible nightmares, even after seeing pictures of it. So he unwrapped it. He put it, honestly, he put it on his desk in his office thinking it was a great tchotchke. <laughs> like, who does that? It's like, it's wrapped up for a reason. <laughs> so anyway, after he did that, he started having terrible nightmares. Okay. And he didn't know why. And uh, so after a while. I could have told you why. <laughs> after a while, he started connecting the dots. Jeez. And realized that it was the statue, and then so he tried to get rid of it. So, like I said, people after who have been in contact with mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. have reported um, having nightmares. Even mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. when I was researching this, you can look at the pictures of it and still mm-hmm. have the nightmares. <gasps> Did you look at okay, it? Okay, so I looked at it. <gasps> I just wanted to see what right. would happen. You know, you just have right. to in terms of research purposes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So I may have or may have not tricked my husband into looking at it. <laughs> like, wait, how did you set, okay, set, so, set the scene? Set the scene. <laughs> all right. So, wait, pause. First okay. of all, first question. <laughs> did you know that this had this possibility before you made originally no okay. okay so i'm researching for mm-hmm. this and okay. i thought oh wow what is this okay right. they actually do have the picture of it yes. okay but i did go on to the 
the specific websites <laughs> of the paranormal and occult website. Oh, yeah. And it does give you a warning. So then after the fact, I saw the warning. I'm like, oh, oops. <laughs> oh, oops. <laughs> oops. I'm oh, like, great. I'm cursed. Oh, well, I saw it. Okay, done. Oh, well, I can't erase that. So then I thought, okay, well, just for research and, and podcast purposes, I'm going to stare at it. I, I just sat there looking okay. and looking at all the features that it has. Then I thought, okay, let's do a scientific experiment then. Mm, I thought, mm -hmm, you know, I mm -hmm. want to bring back some valuable info. Right. And he was literally sitting right next to me. Yeah. And he knew what I was doing, mm -hmm. but he just didn't know, uh, let's just say the fine print. Right. So anyway, I thought, okay, here's another bystander. Yes. Doesn't know what the heck is happening. Right. Let's just see what truly does happen uh -huh, so i said uh -huh. oh hey check this picture out right and he's like what is it and i'm like oh look isn't this weird and so he started looking at it and i go tell me what you see start describing it so i figured if he was going to start describing it it would take him forever to look at the right. picture literally so he did he started telling me okay it has this it has that yes. so all the features it took him a while right and then he goes why'd you just do that and i go oh it's just for the podcast right and he's like Am I going to get haunted or something? <laughs> he literally said, said that. that. Yeah. Am I going to get haunted? And I go, no, no. It's just, you know, I'm just trying right. to get other people to mm -hmm. look at this and describe it. We're just describing it. That's right. all we're doing. <laughs> Even though I wanted to see what would happen. Because right. I'm like, well, if I'm going to be haunted, he you might as well be. You need to be too. <laughs> I'm not in this alone. <laughs> we both need to be tormented. Pretty much. So anyway, so <laughs> the fine print did say, right. if you look at it, you will have nightmares. When did, when did you, when did you look at this? So last night. Okay. Okay. So here's my feedback. Yes. Okay. So I asked him unknowingly mm -hmm. of what, you know, I didn't want to taint my experiment right. here. So I asked him, oh, hey, you know, just out of the blue this morning, I'm like, so, you know, how'd you sleep? And he was like, good, because we, you know, that's just right. a typical question. Yeah. And then I said, okay. I'm like, well, I noticed that you were twitching a lot. Did you have any nightmares mm -hmm. or bad dreams or anything? And he's like, uh, well, not really. I just had really super vivid dreams. And I thought, okay. Okay. So vivid. I'm like, right. He, he, didn't, he didn't describe anything more. No, but he was talking in his sleep. So does that. What was he saying? I don't even was know. Was it kind he of like mumbles? mumbles? Yeah, he always mumbles, but he was talking a does lot. Does he always do that? Mm, not often. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well, maybe, but I don't know. But he never has described vivid dreams. That's crazy. But may I say, after he said that, I had vivid dreams too. I didn't tell him, but I did have vivid did dreams. Did you? I'm not one to have vivid dreams though. Like, I'm not. Like, half the time, I don't even know what the heck I'm dreaming about mm -hmm. or whatever, right? But you remember what you dreamt about? Uh, half the time, I don't. No, okay. -uh. I never okay. really do. It's just like I dreamt and I'm like, eh, whatever. But I woke up this morning and I completely forgot about this experiment. Okay. I really did. Mm -hmm. But I remember thinking, I'm like, wow. Those dreams felt really real. And I don't know. I just didn't even think twice until I thought about the podcast. I'm like, oh, my God, the statue. So I don't know. Maybe it has something to do. it. Maybe I need to stare at it again. I don't know. For purposes of research. Right. Oh I don't know. Gosh. I'd be willing to do it again. Honestly. That's interesting. I just want to see what what truly 
what happened? I mean, I don't know. That's crazy. It's funny you say that because uh-huh. <laughs> I was going to add a different object. Oh, okay. To the list. Okay. Than what I have. But as I was reading the story behind it, <laughs> yeah. it said something of the same nature <laughs> where looking at this picture, it would essentially haunt you by just looking at it. So yeah. I, like, I'm done. I'm not going to look at it. Out of that thing like quicker <laughs> than I could. Okay. Like, okay. Well, let me let me get this straight, though. I draw the line at this will haunt you. <laughs> but if I'm going to have bad nightmares, I'm like, well, who doesn't? I'm like, let's just... Well, let's just be real here. And okay, so I have actually for a really long time have had really bad dreams. I've had like vivid nightmares. Mm-hmm. And I guess now that we're now that we're talking about it. Yeah. We've talked about this on previous episodes where when I used to live in Chicago, uh in Oak Park specifically, some neighbors, neighbors in right. the apartment Right. Did actually, from what I saw and what it seemed like, mm-hmm. did perform some sort of occult type of uh, practices. Yes. Yes. And we in the apartment did experience odd things, mm-hmm. which I would attribute to being supernatural. Honestly, yeah. I would. Right. And it was during that period of time where I started having these dreams. And ever since that time, every now and then I will always have dreams like that. I don't remember ever having dreams like that up oh, until this point. Really? And it had gotten so common to the point uh-huh. where I kind of cre- it's weird to talk <laughs> about dreams. OK, because you're sleeping, you're knocked out. How do you how do you your 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 present self know that you yourself are sleeping and dreaming. I don't know, but that would happen to me. I knew <laughs> that weird. I was sleeping and I yeah. was dreaming because in my dreams, oh my gosh, yeah. I would try to scream. I would try to yell. I would try to make noise, uh-huh. but nothing would ever come out. Obviously, of course, like typical dreams. Right. But I, it got so common to the point where I created a kind of code an alert system. A co- yes, an alert system. <laughs> a national broadcast. So to wake up my wife. Okay. So that she would shake me and I would wake up out of these dreams. Oh, wow. So this was all this. I this would be is straight out of Nightmare on Elm Street, honestly. Yes, it was. Holy That's cow. how bad it was. Like, And so in my dream, I knew that. I, I couldn't make noise, mm-hmm. but I knew that in my dream, if I if I mumbled yeah. and, and I made kind of like moaning type right. of noises yeah. and I did it enough that yeah. my sleep self, like my real self yeah. would be doing it like in the real world oh enough gosh. for my wife to wake me up. This is too much. And like, so you're you're working too much in your sleep, honestly. And so and that's the thing. And so she would know and yeah. it got so common to the point where she would just like reach over randomly and just start shaking <laughs> so me. It's just a thing. Oh just, my god. Lily, wake up. You're having a bad dream. Wake up. Holy and then god. so she already knew. She already knew. <laughs> so that's how common this was. That's horrible. But it was yeah, I went through a huge period where it was like really bad dreams like when we moved to to this house, when mm-hmm. we came to move here, mm-hmm. uh, I had a couple, mm-hmm. but they weren't. They haven't been as bad. But I think well, that makes it's, sense. It's only been okay. a handful, honestly. Yeah. And we've lived here for years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when we lived in Chicago, yeah. it was constant. That's funny you say that because JJ was with you guys at the time. Yes, he I, was. I actually did talk about 
uh, the same situation mm-hmm. with him, though. Like, he would tell me, I want to say he told me about, like, how he would also have nightmares. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's not one to, you know, have yes. nightmares, honestly. Yeah. But, yeah, he was, like, he felt very uncomfortable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at night. Yeah. It was it was a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. That's why I do believe that th- something did happen, that mm-hmm. those neighbors did do something right i mean it wasn't anything that they did to us obviously clearly but it's just something that they brought onto the property mm-hmm. by doing whatever it was that they that they were didn't doing you say that once they moved out everything was everything like all, was fine yeah yeah that's odd so it's like almost like you guys had a like a dark cloud over yes. your place and all of a sudden they left and mm-hmm. it was like sunlight so many weird things happen like within like a year or two of those people being there it was weird Jeez. yeah no thank you i know so (laughs) vivid dreams i i absolutely know i'm very well versed yeah i i don't like them you're like and we didn't even have this (laughs) idol of nightmares (laughs) right that's why when i saw the object that i was previously gonna do i x out of that thing like (laughs) like no other yes i'm like no thank you i'm done i'm done you're like been there done that so so what do we have next lily next we have I'm sure many people have heard of this one. The Dybbuk box. Yes. I love this one. There's a twist to this one, though. Mm -hmm. So now housed in the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. the Dybbuk box is made of a wine cabinet that is said to be haunted by a Dybbuk, an evil spirit who, according to Jewish folklore, is believed to be the dislocated soul of a dead person that possesses the living eeks <laughs> that's all i can say <laughs> so it's said that because of former sins the evil spirit wanders restlessly until it finds a haven in the body of a living person that just sounds like no, movie material I right know, there definitely which the like, box speaking of actually served as the inspiration for the 2012 movie the possession Oh, wow. In which a young girl buys an antique box at a yard sale, which obviously would would not be you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Unaware that inside the collectible lives a malicious ancient spirit. No, thank you. Let's steer clear of that. (laughs) So as the story goes, a Dybbuk box appeared in 2003 when antique store owner Kevin Manis bought a vintage wine box from the estate sale of a 103-year-old Holocaust survivor. Oh, wow. Yeah. After a strange string of unexplained happenings, recurring nightmares, bruises, and smells of ammonia, the box found its way onto eBay and landed in the hands of a man named Jason Haxton. He, too, felt the wrath of the box and ended with him burying it in an undisclosed location. So Jason told the My San Antonio News, the day it arrived, I put my hands on it and it felt almost like the thing collapsed into a liquid state. I felt like a knife was coming into my gut. I'm paralyzed in pain. When I go to bed, I have terrible dreams of a hag that seems to come with the box. That's odd, of all things. It wasn't long after Jason received it, he said, that his eyes turned bloodshot. Oh, gosh. I know. 
he broke out in welts and hives and would randomly begin choking. Oh my gosh. Very do, odd. Do you think it was the hag though that was choking? The hag. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think I do know. Okay. We'll get into that. Tell okay. us. Tell us. So the box itself contains a goblet, two locks of hair tied with string, which is creepy. Pennies from the 1920s, a dried rosebud, a cast iron candlestick holder, and a granite statue engraved with gilded Hebrew letters. This sounds like voodoo or something. It does. Oh my gosh. Actually, now that you mention it, and yes, it does. Yeah. Absolutely. This is wild. No, Absolutely. thank you. So around 2017, Jason sold the Dybbuk box to the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Okay twist to the story like i mentioned of course in 2021 kevin manis who is the box's original owner admitted that he made up the story what no but that didn't and hasn't stopped the hauntings or activity caused by the box huh so why not that i think is crazy (laughs) i mean when when have you heard of the Dybbuk box? Like this, this isn't too long ago that it honestly mm-hmm. like came out onto the right, scene. Right, it's true. I remember seeing it on TV quite a bit. Like a lot of the paranormal shows were talking about the Dybbuk box. And uh, I actually recently heard about it as well again. Yeah. So it's resurfacing. Yes. I remember seeing investigations done with the box. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm people talking about it a lot there were a couple of books written about it so it became really big for a thing for a period of time like it seems like so this was in 2003 when it appeared on around 2003 when kevin manis okay bought it yeah so early 2000s is when it started coming out right and then up again recently honestly so i mean even the museum that now has it okay Mm -hmm. yeah they still claim that it is the most haunted object in the world really which okay Mm -hmm. we've talked about this before about intentional hauntings yeah so this is what i think then is kind of going on with the box is the hauntings are caused by now the intentions of people. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily that mm-hmm. the box has this demon or whatever it was that uh, the story first came out with that Kevin Manis claimed with the box. It's just now that people have believed this for so long. People are terrified of this box. People want nothing to do with this box. And it's the same thing as like when. Uh, people come through certain locations and all of a sudden became haunted because of all this energy that people were putting into it because they thought it was haunted when in reality it wasn't. They themselves created the haunting Correct. by feeling that, right. by thinking that, by putting that energy in it. Right. And yeah, we have discussed stuff mm-hmm, like this, mm-hmm. like when you go into a site. Yes. Whatever you bring in, right? That's what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. Makes mm-hmm. total sense. 
So that's what I think. And I, I've read, too, that other people think the same thing as well. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. So even though the story, the original story of this box is not true, is false, is right. fake, this box is still haunted. Mm. Yeah. Creepy. So let's move on to our next one. Yes. Our next one is Crone of the Catskills. It's a hand-carved statue with nails driven into its eyes and a noose around its neck. Oh, great. So this alone makes me want to stay away. (laughs) And it's discovered in a cave by hikers in the Catskill Mountains. The hikers brought it home and began to experience escalating paranormal activity. First of all, I don't know why you would bring it with you. Why would you take something that looks creepy creepy like this? Oh my gosh, I wouldn't want this. So what they experienced, strange knocks, Mm -hmm. shadows, okay, and then also they had experienced smells of stagnant pond water. Gross. Mm -hmm. Ultimately culminating with the appearance of a mysterious ghostly crone. What's a crone? I looked it up. It's like an old, old hag, essentially. So we're on the theme of hags. (laughs) there is black magic surrounding this object obviously and it's obviously dangerous because they're not letting anyone touch it so a crone you said is a hag yes so it said like an old ugly honestly the definition was old ugly woman is what it said (laughs) (laughs) like like, okay well i have never heard that okay either i know it must be like an old Hmm. term maybe might be yeah but anyway No one's allowed to touch this object and it is kept safe in a an occult museum currently. Interesting. I know. And I've never heard of this one, but it just goes to show again. Why are you grabbing stuff? Yes. Leave it be. (laughs) Like, okay, I can probably let go of the one with the guy that grabs something out of his crawl space because it's in his house. Okay, that's fine. I'll I'll allow it. I'll allow allow it. (laughs) But then this one where people are just grabbing things from like nature or wherever. It's like, stop. Don't. Why would you bring that? I even have a friend who lives near like native okay yeah areas mm-hmm. and she knows that there used to be tribal yes. areas in the specific area mm-hmm. so when she goes and takes a walk she might find like cool stones or whatever the case is she specifically does like some sort of like i want to say like a prayer ritual or oh, she okay she literally states okay. something before she goes to grab it oh wow just asking whatever is out there you know like let her take it let her take it thank you for and then she actually thanks Mm -hmm. them for allowing her you know and she means no harm and jazz like that oh that's good and i'm like that's a great idea Mm -hmm. but at the same time with this thing i mean a noose around its neck i don't i don't think i would be asking if it's okay to take this thing you know it's like you're just asking for something to happen you're asking for trouble I'm like, no, thank you. I mean, at the same time, it's always, Mm. I feel, always people who claim to not believe in any of this stuff. Like, it's always skeptics. It's always people saying like, oh, I don't believe in hauntings. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in curses. I don't believe in any of that. Right. And they take it. 
and then they get cursed. And then something or haunted. happens to them. It's yeah. like, come on. It's and like, then they believe. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh my gosh. Right. I, I do believe now. It's like, uh I, I could have told you that from the beginning. Right. We've heard this story before. <laughs> What's next, Lily? So this is probably my favorite one. Okay. Favorite one from the list. You'll see why. Okay. Bricks from the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Oh gosh. So we talked about the St. Valentine's Day Massacre in season one, episode four, our haunted road trips, mm-hmm. Chicago episode. Yes. Also touched on it in season two, episode three, where we talked about Bugs Moran. Your favorite topic, yes. gangsters. Absolutely. So I had to pick this one. So the bullet riddled wall from the St. Valentine's Day Massacre has been reassembled brick by brick no way and is not surprisingly said to be haunted yikes duh dun, dun, dun. <laughs> surprise surprise that's crazy so recap february 14th 1929 the feud between chicago's two most powerful rival mobs the south side italian gang led by al capone and the Northside Irish gang, led by George Bugs Moran, culminated in a bloody massacre. On the fateful day, seven members of George Moran's gang were brutally murdered in a garage at 2122 North Clark Street. It was a well-orchestrated plan by Capone's gang to eliminate their rivals. The gunmen, dressed as police officers, lined up Moran's gang members against the north wall of the garage, took out machine guns from their overcoats, and opened fire. The massacre was executed with precision and brutality, leaving a lasting impact on the public and law enforcement. The St. Valentine's Day Massacre remains one of the most infamous and sensationalized criminal acts in American history symbolizing the lawlessness of the Prohibition era and the gangster culture that emerged during that time. Years later, in 1967, when the garage came down, the bricks from the building became collector's items. This was especially the case if they were found to have traces of blood or bullet holes in them. Whoa. That's wild. Right. Oh my gosh. Not long after auctioning off the bricks, a lot of stories started coming out of people experiencing unexplainable things after they received the bricks. Well, of course. Right. It's like, duh. I could have told you. <laughs> Some reported they were being haunted. Others were claiming they had gotten into terrible accidents or were diagnosed with horrific diseases. Oh my gosh. People started to think the bricks were cursed. You don't say. The morbid curiosity surrounding the souvenirs didn't last long. Many of the buyers returned the bricks back to the original owner who kept them until his death. In the early 2000s, the Las Vegas Mob Museum purchased the bricks and reassembled the North End garage wall. A total of 331 bricks are now on display there. In the museum, they report hearing the sound of gunshots and men moaning and falling to the ground. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. We kind of 
hit that topic though back in that one episode the same thing happens at the actual spot of where the garage used to be it's the same type of activity activity in the garage location Mm -hmm. as is happening now with this brick wall which Mm -hmm. is in the las vegas mob museum which is crazy yeah yeah so many say that the supernatural energy is especially strong near this exhibit dedicated to the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. That's wild. Right. That is cool, though. Very it's cool. It's cool, yet scary at the same time. It is. It's it's a weird scary because yeah. it's, it's, I feel, obviously, residual energy. Of course. So it's not that anything is really honestly there. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just the residualness of the activity. Right. Which interesting nonetheless Mm -hmm. and i would love to witness oh totally so i mean i don't i don't know what we have coming up next in the list to i guess close it out finalize yep but i feel of everything else that we've talked about so far this is probably like the least kind of uh worrisome least haunted least whatever it is right most pleasing type of haunting <laughs> i think for you though because you love the topic yes, of gangsters I do, I do. and for you to witness something like this yes this i think would be your what mecca your, it would be i would love to see this exactly yes so this might be your haunted object maybe <laughs> when you're like so don't you have like gangster books i swear oh, you I do. do i do have one or i have a couple actually yes. yeah i was gonna say you don't have just one <laughs> i do have a couple this could yes, be it that could maybe be maybe we could have found it oh good idea this is your symbol <laughs> All right, so what's what's the last one on the list here? So previously I said we'd circle back to mirrors. So the next one that we have is the dark mirror. So another mirror. Yes, we do. Uh, the world's only mobile museum of the unexplained holds this mysterious reflector, which seems to literally take on a life of its own. The museum obtained it from the original owner who purchased it while get this attending a psychic fair in the columbus area Ooh, i don't think i would want to buy something like this if i'm at such fair like honestly i would be leery but that's just me because again i'm not buying stuff like this i've quit (laughs) you're not antiquing anymore i've quit that so i don't know well, and and I mean, we, we like we talked about earlier, the whole museum deal or museum, the whole mirror deal. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. This I, person I might have not. not have been pre what's the word I'm looking for? Um, exposed to yes. or told ahead of They're time. Not educated on, on mirrors. Right. The mirror concept. <laughs> so that same owner said they were struck with very upsetting visions when gazing into the scrying mirror's dark reflection. According to the museum, visitors also claim to have also reported uncomfortable sightings, such as their own corpse, when gazing into the reflective glass. Wow. That would just... What would you do? That would put me over the edge, honestly. So you know what, though? Okay, this reminds me... Of, do you remember doing Bloody Mary when you were a kid? Okay. So, <laughs> this, okay. 
I know this is far-fetched. I'm sorry, but this circles back to Bloody Mary. Like, in a weird way. I mean, I've done way. it. I've done it, but it's never worked for me. It's never worked for me either. But you know how you were always told, oh. Yes. If you stare into a mirror. Yes. Yeah, like, this has always been a thing. That's the concept. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so these people are gazing into a mirror. Okay. So, like, okay, wait, pause. So, okay. the Bloody Mary thing. Right. So... She was supposed to, like, reach out and get you, pretty much. Reach out and touch someone. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, okay. I was told from, you know, obviously other kids, you're supposed to say her name three times, but she's supposed to appear in the mirror. Yes. Or you would have a glimpse of you, but I was, the the story is varied. Either it was you dead. Oh, okay. Or, like, in this concept, the corpse. Um... (laughs) Or you would be looking at yourself like as an old hag type of deal. Oh, another hag. Okay. Okay. So it it just depended on who you asked, what kid on the playground you asked. But all the stories varied of what you would see in the mirror. All right. But nonetheless, as a kid, yes, it's the mirror concept. Yes. This is odd. It's still creepy. Yeah. And I want to know, though, who started the whole Bloody Mary thing and... You know, it how did to it be, spread? It, it has to be something from like folklore, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, this whole, again, with the whole mirror thing, there is a folkloric type of meaning aspect to all of this. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it came from. I don't know what it is. Right. I don't know the meaning behind it. All I know is that some people do say that it could be a portal some people say that it could imprison your soul yeah. there's other concepts with it right but yeah the the bloody mary thing i don't know but, but i mean i remember doing this as a kid though and i remember we would go into the bathroom at school Oh, you did it at school? At school. I remember, like, and because everybody was into it. Like, this was, I want to say, fifth grade or something. Yeah. And we went into the bathroom because we were like, oh, my gosh, this is after school. We're going to get in trouble that we're still lurking at school. Right. The teachers want to get out of here. Like, as a teacher now, I'm like, yes, get out of here, kids. Why are you hanging out? You know? Anyway, yeah, we're in the bathroom at school doing Bloody Mary I remember being so freaked out. I ran out of the bathroom and ran home. (laughs) I was like so scared. I remember that. And the whole rest of the day, like my my day was ruined. And I remember like, I forgot who it was, maybe mom or dad asking, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, you know, like. And you were just terrorized by Bloody Mary. How do I explain that Bloody Mary is out to get me and she's probably going to follow me at home? I don't know. She knows my. She's out to get me. She knows my way home. Like she's she's lurking around. So you genuinely thought she was following you. I did. I did. And so I thought she was going to appear in all the mirrors at home. And I'm like, OK, I'm doomed. <laughs> and so since then, I never did Bloody Mary because it really freaked me out so much because it was pitch black right in those bathrooms i mean school right. bathrooms are creepy enough like with the light on so the fact that <laughs> the light was turned off i was like okay i gotta go i honestly don't think i did it until maybe junior high high school so did you do it at school 
No, we did it at home. I had friends over at the house, and we that's did not it, scary. And we did it at the at the house bathroom. Nothing scary about our house, but no, there absolutely is. I feel <laughs> like there was like this. The house was actually pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Like I would always hear creaking. I would always hear what I thought was footsteps. What? Now that I think about yeah. it, it's like I felt like our house had something. Mm, could be. Could be. Um. But yes, I never saw Bloody Mary. Darn. <laughs> uh, I was never scared by it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't think we did it right. <laughs> it's like, how do you how do you go wrong with saying that name three times? <laughs> I mean, maybe it wasn't dark enough. I mean, I would say that because like, honestly, think about a school yeah. bathroom. Honestly. Yeah. There's no windows. I, mean, I swear. Our bathroom has had windows. There was At like the always like a little like glimmer it was of like, like a light. prison window. Let's just be real. <laughs> I mean, it was, but there was like all this like prismatic lightning that was Literally coming prismatic. through. Oh my gosh! It was like one of those like windows that you know you couldn't see out of, and no one could see in. It was it like was. I'm it was trapped. like the frosted glass. Yes. Yeah, and it was. I remember it being like diamond shaped, like little little etchings. <laughs> like you're not seeing out of here. It was genuine prismatic hey kid you don't get to see the light of day again (laughs) it was like a prison gosh but yeah i never saw bloody mary didn't do it right i don't think well let's Uh, try it later (laughs) yeah right (laughs) for as much as i don't believe in it i still don't think i would do it (laughs) i'm okay let's go do it we got to do it here in your bathroom in the basement uh let's do it at your house you're like let's not and say we did <laughs> i think i'll pass on bloody mary uh but i mean it's still it still fascinates me the whole thing with the mirrors though right it's wild concept it's like i feel like a lot of things kind of i guess get a bad rap antiquing gets a bad rap no thanks because I'll come with you. Because I'll come. I'll come and hang out, but I'm not going to buy anything because of these different things that people actually do for a reason. You know, whether you're using a a scrying mirror or using it for other types of occult practices, and then all of a sudden, this one story comes out, and now everybody's scared of mirrors. That's true. That's true. Speaking of, you want to know the last antiquing purchase I made? <laughs> what it was. A, a kiss record <laughs> for my daughter that was i think that literally is it, is it haunted uh not that i know of <laughs> i think that's literally the last purchase i made for real how long ago was that man when was the last time that we went to that huge huge like flea market thing out in oh like the chicago it? area yeah i remember that that was years ago and that was kind of cool because it was actually they called it a haunted flea market that was very cool back in the fall mm-hmm. that was a long time ago though that was that's got to be at least five six years ago yeah that was fun though yeah that was nice i like antiquing i like the concept I'm not going to. I don't think I really want to buy anything. <laughs> I I don't want haunted objects. <laughs> really is what it comes down to. It's really what it is. <laughs> but it's like, realistically, anything you come into contact with could be haunted and you just don't know. Good point. Good point. I could give you something and you don't know that it's haunted. <laughs> so am I, should I be leery of my next birthday present? <laughs> That's right. Your birthday's coming up. I, I'm kind of scared now. We'll see what I get you. <laughs> Listeners, stay tuned. Will Vanessa get haunted? I'll get some crazy idol. We'll see. 
But I don't know. The whole the whole topic of haunted objects to me is is fascinating because I feel like I feel like a part of it could be genuine hauntings, genuine, possibly residual, possibly uh, housing other spirits. But I also do believe that it could be a lot of the same thing that it was with like the Dybbuk box, a lot of intentional hauntings. Mm-hmm. And just carrying stuff out like that, you know, people, people being weary of items unintentionally, mm-hmm. intentionally causing them. Very true. So good way to put that. Who knows? I mean, that could be you. I mean, you would. You <laughs> are the perfect, I guess, example of unintentional, possibly intentional feelings towards an object therefore creating a haunted object thanks a lot (laughs) (laughs) so be careful with that well i'll pass it down to my daughter i've told her before i'm like i'm gonna come back and haunt you i'm gonna make sure you're doing the right thing oh that's great i told my husband the same thing he's like oh great i'll hear you in the background yelling at me (laughs) if you hear yells it's your ghost put that away that's not clean <laughs> oh, that's awesome i know uh before we close it out here though just wanted to give an update we're gonna be taking a short hiatus but we'll be back in a few weeks in probably july i think right we decided i, I july. think so yep uh with a new summer series Woo. Yes. Exciting. We we kind of know what we're going to talk about. We have a few things up our sleeves. Yes. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, though, check us out on social. And if you are a new listener, maybe catch up on some old episodes. So with that, until next time, thanks for joining us for another happy hour in the Spirit Lounge. I'm Lily. And I'm Vanessa. And this was the Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you have Echo devices, an easy way to listen is just say, Alexa, play Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Plus, follow us on Facebook and Instagram to check out our next episode teaser and drink feature. See if you can guess what our next theme will be. Until next time. Cheers! Cheers.